I'm Jack, your host, and this is the Right in the Feels podcast. Whether you're a guy trying to figure out your feels in this crazy, crazy world, or you're a woman trying to solve the puzzle of why men think the way they do, well, this show is for you. Hi, this is Right in the Feels. I am Jack, your host, and I am back. And this is uh, the fourth episode, and I am very excited to bring back a guest of mine. She really needs no introduction. She is Christine Chen, co-host of Perfectly Imperfect, host of her own podcast, XOXO Christine, also a life coach, also my fiance. Hi, Christine. Hello. I'm back, and you guys can't get rid of me because Actually, I'm married to the host of this podcast. Oh, we're not married yet. Well, soon. Soon to be married, right? Will we? Is it? Are you planning the wedding? Because I'm not. Uh, wait. Oh, shoot. <laughs> That's news to me. Oh, no. I'm like, I'm like sweating right now because either it's too hot or I'm, I'm worried about planning our wedding now. It could be both, yes. Well, I mean, today is a special day. I know, it is. That's why I wanted to record today, but you refused to want to record. You're you're hesitant. Not refused. Actually, you did refuse at some some points of the day. <laughs> I did because I was tired and I wanted to enjoy the anniversary of our engagement by sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not, it's not enjoying it with me. That's enjoying it solo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't help it that you went out to go run and exercise by the beach. So you do what makes you happy. I do what makes me happy. Well, June 12th. This is the day that we're recording, but the, the when this episode is released, it won't be our anniversary, but we are recording on the two-year anniversary of our engagement. Wow, time flies, huh? Yeah, and you have me working on our anniversary, so... This is not work, <laughs> come on! I mean, this is what I do for a living, I talk for a living. No, I'm excited, <laughs> I always love being here, this is what, my third time? Is it? It is the third time. <laughs> I guess we're even. You've been on my podcast, XOXO Christine, like three times, right? Yeah, yeah. And now that we're even, I guess we'll see if you'll end up being on future episodes. You met your quota. <gasps> wow. Okay. No, I well, met you. Happy met anniversary your... to. <laughs> I met you. Met your you quota mean? on mine. You fulfilled being on three times that I was on yours. Yeah, and... you don't want me on anymore. No, I want you That's on. What you're saying. <laughs> Okay, okay, nice save. Okay, are we going to get into it or not? Yeah. What do you have me talking about today on our anniversary? <laughs> I feel like all our episodes go this way. <laughs> well, on our anniversary... Hey, Christine. Hey, Christine. So here's a special date. Talk about men. <laughs> hey, this is actually... You know what? There's a twist to this. It's not just about men, all right? We're, we're, oh, we're not really? just focused on men on this podcast. Okay. Because there's a lot... Men have a lot to do with women on this podcast so we are going to be talking about the nice guy complex today and you actually worked for a company branded around the nice guy wong fu Productions. so it's wow, perfect way to, to name up. drop <laughs> i've been i've been name dropping you since this podcast started no name dropping wong fu you're oh. like okay this is this is what christine's known for wong fu no <laughs> Not, that's not what you're known for. Now you're known for life coaching. Oh, dang. All right. Yeah. Or being the fiance to Right in the Fields host, no. Jack Chin. <laughs> I think I'm known to be your fiance, not the opposite way around. <laughs> I have to introduce myself in group settings like, okay, yeah, I'm Christine's fiance, in case you don't know. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I keep interrupting you. So finish your intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about the nice guy complex today. I, the, the nice guy construct, essentially. It's, it's very polarizing for a lot of men, especially nice guys like myself, 
quote unquote nice guys like myself, I, I can I can probably see you eye rolling. Just one eye rolling. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> Since the nice guy in this context, the construct has driven a lot of guys crazy and as well as girls crazy because there's a lot of things with the nice guy that has nothing to do with actually being nice when you just take what has happened with the definition of nice guy and i want to talk about that today and break it down for people who struggle with it uh, men and women who struggle with it i think a lot of women struggle with either dating the nice guy or categorizing guys into the nice guy segment that's kind of where a lot of the trap falls under for a lot of men where they start getting angry at getting categorized as a nice guy, but also playing into it as their means of trying to get to a girl. So that, that's kind of what I want to center our conversation around today. How's that? Huh? Can you do it? Gosh, wow. <laughs> Can I do it? No. Okay. End of episode. Gone. By the way, we're also not in the same room. I don't know what it is with Jack, but whenever we want to record for his podcast, he's always like, yeah, you record in another room. But when Ashley was here, they recorded in the same room. Well, we had this we had this conversation that oh, I'm still a novice I'm still a novice editor of this podcast, so I'm I'm working on it. He makes me FaceTime him. He doesn't want to see me in person while we record. No, I, I think you're too intimidating. Wow, what a nice guy. <laughs> I think you're too intimidating in, in, in person. So oh, okay, put it on me. <laughs> too intim- so you just intimidated your entire life because you see me every single day. This is what happens every episode. We don't end up talking about the t- topic. <laughs> How many minutes are we in? We're like six minutes in. <laughs> well, you're the host. Host me. <laughs> How can I host the ultimate host? Okay, let's go. Let's go. All right. My first question is, what's your definition of the nice guy that you've come to know? After you just defined it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I defined it. I don't know if that's your definition. No, I agree. Oh, you agree. Okay. Okay. Second question. <laughs> Okay, I'll just say it from a woman's perspective. I think you are primarily saying it from taking in the context of what women think about nice guys. I think nice guys using the stereotype of nice guys, right? They don't agree with this definition, I don't think. I've seen and heard many arguments from friends in the past, as well as seeing comments online. Like you said, I worked at Wang Fu, so there was a lot of debate about what this nice guy complex or nice guys in general means so i hear both sides and there's pain on both sides Mm. i think that's what we want to talk about today i know this subject isn't anything too new Mm -hmm. especially with asians i mean maybe just for me because working for wang fu i think that was a really big topic at hand so i heard it a lot but from my own experience knowing quote-unquote nice guys and then also dating a nice guy Mm. and I don't know. Yes, I don't think nice guys are truly nice. I think they use it as a mask or I don't want to offend <laughs> these nice guys out there but it's gonna it's gonna Better sound, watch out all the nice guys come, i know are, they, i mean it, they're coming for it's you it's harsh to hear because i know that's not their mm-hmm. perception of it they do think that they're genuinely nice and they're showcasing mm-hmm. that to a girl that or a partner that they're interested in or a friend that they're interested in mm-hmm. but from the girl's perspective it's the let's define it right it's the nice guy that mm-hmm. comes in it's really nice to you you guys are really good friends and then one day he works up the courage to confess which is totally handed to them it's not easy to get to that point and then he gets rejected because the girl says she doesn't feel that way and she still wants to be friends or she's sorry about that. And the guy then gets really upset because he's like, how could you not see me as a potential? Why won't you give us at least a chance and you're just rejecting me? And 
usually it doesn't end in a friendship anymore. So the girl loses a friend and the guy goes, well, how can I still be friends with you? This rejection mm-hmm. is really hurtful. So that's how I see the nice guy complex and story. And let me ask you this. Starting at a younger age, did you view when somebody, when you used the term, oh, he's just a nice guy, was that a negative or positive for you as a, as a woman in your perspective when you said that? When you call a guy a nice guy, is that a positive or a negative? Well, when you say young, how young? <laughs> Let's say when you just started dating, when you, the first time you dated a nice guy, quote unquote uh, nice guy. I didn't date a nice guy in the beginning. Well, okay, I, again, when we're saying using nice guys in this term, it means just exactly what I described. I didn't date mm. that nice guy until later on. But mm. when I was younger, let's say, even my mid-20s, when I was working at Wang Fu, I was like, oh yeah, nice guys are nice. I did think that. I just thought nice guys, and this is why I think these nice guys get upset because they think when we say nice guys, it's you're a pushover. You're not as cool. Yes. You're not as edgy. You're mm-hmm. not an asshole. You're considerate mm-hmm. and you're genuinely a nice guy. But there's something about yeah. you that women don't like that. So yes. yes, I did think that nice guys were nice in that way. I think the struggle when a guy is called a nice guy is it goes away from what society feels makes a guy attractive, which is masculine qualities. Mm -hmm. When you call a guy nice, it kind of removes the quote-unquote edge, which is assertiveness, the quote-unquote assholeness in it, where he's more proactive, he's very in your face. The, The category of he's just a nice guy is really defining a guy as less masculine. And I think that's the struggle for a lot of men when they're instantly categorized as, oh, he's just a nice guy. That It hits you right there and then and there where you think, okay, the girl's obviously not attracted to me because she sees me as just. When you use the word just, it is usually not a positive. <laughs> and I think that's the part where the masculine culture really affects the category of, of nice guy. And I think a lot of women fall under that trap too when they start labeling guys as nice guys. Yeah, to be real, I think that's what we're really talking about here. It's, yes, the rejection Mm -hmm. is the catalyst to that, but I think the rejection hits on a note of Mm -hmm. these nice guys feeling rejected as a man. All the masculine qualities, right? All the things that they should be and would women would find attractive. That's really the anger behind the rejection. Not that, I mean, rejection in itself is really harsh, but I also want to say that when you said when I was younger, I also want to add on that I was immature as a, as a girl and a woman. Mm-hmm. I did not understand the concepts that we're talking about right now. So it was very superficial. I didn't have the maturity to understand that a nice guy, let's say a kind guy, mm-hmm. that it did not equate to what we all thought society thought as less attractive, less masculine, more passive. I think... Those were all stereotypes that were perpetuated through what we're fed and what we thought and saw from movies. You know, you want the cool edgy guy, the guy that's the protagonist in the movie and will make decisions and will be there and you you feel like, oh, he can fight for you. He's going to come in and he knows the answers and he knows how to fix things and he'll just make the world right in that sense and you can just not have to worry as a woman. Mm -hmm. So those are things that really up until I was like, up until I dated you, because mm. I actually rejected Jack when he first asked me out. And I told him, I think you I, I said this, I was like, I think you're too nice for me. Mm. I mean, I'll let Jack speak to that. That, that one, that one kind of stung. But at that point, I guess 
I, I saw in, in the view of the nice guy. I can handle rejection. I think a lot of quote unquote nice guys can't handle rejection. And that's a, a segment of this episode that I do want to focus on. Nice guys not handling rejection well is not necessarily a nice guy thing. It's just a guy thing. I think when you get rejected emotionally, when you're vulnerable, and the guy pushes back and he gets really angry, it says a lot about how he's underdeveloped in that emotional realm where he doesn't know how to process the act of vulnerability when he expresses it. And when he gets that rejection, the first thing is anger or confusion. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know how to process it. And then by processing it, he goes to the very rudimentary levels that he's probably used to with his friends or with other situations that require his vulnerability, where he either shuts down or he pushes back very strongly. And it's not just a nice guy thing. In this context, when we're talking about when nice guys get rejected, especially when they've been trying to befriend the girl, doing all this stuff, and then finally he works up the energy to, or, or bravery, the courage to express his feelings without, without telling her along the way. And when he gets rejected, that's the problem where in our case, I didn't handle it that way because I had matured more to that point, and I, I still had a lot of maturing to do. Uh, you well know that in our relationship. Um, as far as you rejecting me, as... me. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to throw that at him. Just kidding. <laughs> but as far as when you rejected me, it did sting. I won't lie. Being told I was I've been the nice guy most of my life, you know, it, it it had a little twinge to it. But I had already at that point accepted, okay, this is just kind of who I am. If people see me as a nice guy, that's actually not a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think a lot of people see it in a bad context because when you're younger and you're trying to get the girl and then you see all the girls going after the more edgy guy, then that's when you start thinking, oh man, I'm losing out to the competition to these assholes. But the reality is you probably don't want to date a girl who's not mature enough yet to realize your good qualities. And that's kind of the the sum of when you rejected me how, how i thought about it oh wow <laughs> so you thought i was so immature that it wasn't capable <laughs> no, I... no it was that because spoiler or we got together <laughs> <laughs> um i think it only took like what two three days after that i mm-hmm. messaged him because the way that jack handled the rejection was the reason why i changed my mind i was at a point of my own journey that when I met Jack, I had been single for like six years and been working on myself. What my old default patterns were, were to push away men and not trust them. And Mm. there was the immaturity level on my end that I was trying to figure out and basically just get to a point when you're dating life and you're just like, dude, I'm tired of this. Is it me or is it them? Why do I keep choosing guys like this or women like this, right? Mm. But you end up finding out that it's you. (laughs) Spoiler, it's you. So Mm. I think through that journey and meeting Jack, I was still teetering. Like he was my first real chance back into dating. And I was hesitant because I was in my head. I was like, dude, I know me. I'm going to crush him. I'm going to crush his soul. I really (laughs) did think that. Um, You did. And and that was something where at that point when I said, oh, you're a nice guy, it really was out of respect because I knew myself Mm. and didn't trust myself yet to not have my old insecurities or fears kick in into when I'm in a relationship. So Mm. it only took me three days because Jack was so gentlemanly when he handled it he was like oh okay like he took it in he hurt me and he, he, he then asked if we can he was on the ask if we can still be friends and i was like <laughs> no 
Talk about double rejection. You double rejected me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. See, this is why I'm like so savage. But then, yeah, it took me three days. And I was like, this is the kind of man that I see myself with. I would want to be with. Yeah, there was a little delay in that understanding. But then it kicked in. And I was like, this is someone who I see at this point in my life. And in this part of my journey, I recognize those qualities without doing the inner work. Old Christine would have just been like, nah, he's just a pushover or he's not assertive enough and all that. Um, And I think that's what women essentially think when we're in a relationship. We want not necessarily the pushback, but we want a partner. We don't want to babysit, Mm -hmm. nor do we want to handhold, nor do we want to be your mom. You know, all those things that Mm -hmm. a lot of times, not that nice guys give off that vibe, but there is a little bit of that energy that we as women pick up on or are are conscious of like it's not apples to apples i'm speaking to women out there where just because you're a nice guy doesn't mean that he can't make good and sound decisions or lead you Mm -hmm. in in different ways or all these you know and be spontaneous or edgy or whatever you're looking for i think it is true if you don't give certain nice guys a chance kind guys a chance you're assuming and you're tacking on all these yeah. stereotypes. And quite frankly, I agree with Jack, which is something I did write down too. For the kind men out there who are being rejected by women because of these stereotypes, then I do agree. She's not mature enough to be able to appreciate that. And it gives you a checkpoint or I would say a yellow flag, which is what a nice guys tend to do. You put women on a pedestal. You put these women on a pedestal when the entire time, are you really seeing who she really is? Are you really listening to what she's saying? Or are you hearing only what you want to hear? So a lot of times, as much as we put that on women of, oh, you guys watching all these Disney movies and you want this like knight in shining armor and all that, you're Prince Charming. I think nice guys do that to women too. You want these women to be what you want them to be, not who she really is. So I think that movie, mm-hmm. 500 Days of Summer, is exactly that. Most people who watch mm-hmm. the movies are just like, oh my god, I feel so bad for him, you know? Oh my gosh, she's such a bitch. Yeah. But then you actually go back, and JGL says it too in an interview afterwards. He's like, no, no, no. Summer has been perfectly clear this entire time. Though, I think there were definitely things that she did that was confusing, you know, <laughs> that I do agree. But I thought that movie was indicative of what actually happens in a lot of relationships in the dating phase and even afterwards, mm-hmm. where there is no bad guy or bad girl or victim. A lot of situations, it's lost in communication and this dynamic that you are illustrating or, or talking about, which is there's this push and pull anytime you are trying to court somebody or you're in a relationship. And it's kind of like a double edged sword because we're all looking for validation. Mm-hmm. That's kind of at the end of the day, you're looking for validation through a partner. And even within the relationship, when you get with somebody, you're still looking for some kind of validation. To work against that is working on yourself. To not seek validation through your partner, which is a very difficult thing to do because it's natural when you're emotional or you're vulnerable with someone to look for that validation because you're at your most vulnerable state. You're you're bearing your soul. You're bearing who you mm-hmm. are. And I think nice guys fall under that category where they are looking for validation where just like the opposite, a lot of women look for validations. That's why they date assholes because deep down they're looking for approval. Nice guys are the same way, but they don't know how to be assertive with it. So they do all the, the nice things, you know, whether that's go above and beyond without articulating it. And in the end, when they don't get that validation, it's, it's crushing. And with 500 days of summer, 
that's the that's the perfect movie where yeah she she did some things that were questionable but he also looked at her through his lens completely which also leads me to one of the things about the nice guy complex is the nice guy narrative Mm -hmm. for years the narrative has been painted through the nice guy lens and it has overshadowed what you what women have to deal with where the narrative shouldn't be always in that oh he bared his soul and he got rejected you know what it's it's on her it's not on her mm-hmm. i think that's the part where that's why i, I name dropped earlier with wong fu productions not trying to out them is just they have the nice guy perspective they do tell the story from a nice guy perspective and that is a valid perspective because hey nice guys have a story to tell but it doesn't tell the other half of the story i'm not gonna say nice girl but it's just more the girl narrative of the story i think they did and, they came out mm-hmm. with an uh, updated nice guy short mm-hmm. maybe five years ago yeah, um, so I th- I think they updated, updated and mm-hmm. Phil may had some realizations as he's gotten older. So I'll definitely give them credit for that because I do think that what we're talking about does take maturity and experience. And yeah. not to say that age has anything to do with it because you can still be like this and be like 60 and still feel <laughs> there's a chip on your shoulder. But if you mm-hmm. really take in this reframe from this lens, this perspective, and really let that marinate versus being so in your own thoughts about woe is me i suck and you just confirmed it therefore you suck (laughs) the world sucks Mm -hmm. because they don't value niceness taking in this other point of view hopefully help in seeing that it's not you and being kind and being nice there isn't anything wrong with that if it's coming from a genuine place without expectation the entitlement of oh because i'm nice this is the trade-off that's what we're really addressing yeah. I-, I want to use our relationship in the beginning as an example when we were still dating or it was like pre-dating but we- you hadn't decided yet and i remember talking to you afterwards when we got together what went down in your head and that's really getting the girl's perspective. I, I was really open to it. Of course, we end up working out and we're going to get married. But at the time, I still just wanted to know along the way, what did I do wrong in terms of having you be confused or you being indecisive about dating me? And a lot went into it. Timing. Also, as you as you were saying earlier, you just thought, since I'm a nice guy, you don't want to destroy me. <laughs> I thought of all that stuff. I like to get your opinion and your viewpoint of it because as a guy that's kind of accepting constructive criticism and it's not necessarily criticism but it's more how, what goes on in your head if i just kept doing that let's say i did play the nice guy role you rejected me i got angry i and i repeat the process i'm just going to keep repeating the process because i've learned nothing about what has transpired mm-hmm. what i know about our situation is timing is everything but also being assertive and proactive is part of it. I don't have to be an asshole to be assertive and proactive. Mm. Those two things don't need to correlate, don't need to relate. I think a lot of guys fall under that trap where it's like, okay, if I can't be the asshole, then I'm not assertive. The girl's not gonna like me. No, you can be assertive without being an asshole. You can just be direct. You can be intentional with what you want from somebody else. Mm -hmm. For example, Let's say I want to date you. I can be intentional about it. Yes, sometimes it takes time to work up to it. Maybe for me, I'm not ready yet or certain things have to line up. I have to get to know you better. That's that's great. That's that's something everyone should do. But if you want to be assertive and you want to be proactive, there's a process in that. And it's also getting constructive feedback from it, whether it's from your friends or from a girl that didn't it didn't work out with. And that's the thing I got from you. And you're, you're obviously very honest and very direct in your communication. I think that helps 
uh, at least helped me. Yeah, I think that's the part where you and Ashley kind of touched upon it very briefly in your guys' episode, but in a guy's head, especially through this nice guy process as the nice guy is befriending the girl, right? And working up the courage to confess his feelings. The girl is not in on that. She doesn't know. She's like, oh, he's a nice friend. Thank you. I think nice guys and people after the god nice guys rejected assumes that she took advantage of him this entire time of his niceness, which I will say that, yes, there are women and definitely people that have done that, right? And do do that. But then to just blanket statement, all women who reject nice guys as see you took advantage, they don't know that. The women didn't know that you were into them in that way. They can guess, right? But until you actually come out and say it, she doesn't know. So she can only assume what we started off this friendship with is that it's a platonic friendship. Mm-hmm. In somewhere along the line, you changed your mind in how you saw her and she had no clue. Now, the thing that women, I'll tell you, and I'll speak from my perspective is that Timing is a huge part in it and how women decide what type of guy you are. So I totally get Jack was like, oh, in the beginning, he was slower to it. He's like, oh, I want to get to know you as a person, which I totally respect and all that. But the timing is different for every person. So I think for me, and I think women tend to move a little bit faster. Most women. Mm -hmm. Okay, some women. So when a guy is still deciding if he might be interested in you, to a lot of girls, that already is a turnoff. Because women are so like, oh, not necessarily love at first sight, but is there something about meeting me that just makes you interested? Am I special? Did you notice me? But if the guy has to be like, well, I don't know, let's hang out like the 10th time for me to see if if there really is interest, the girl's like, well, screw you. (laughs) If it's taking you this long to see how special I am, and that also comes with maturity too. But it's just a difference of timing. That's why that can be perceived as either A, as a guy, you're not interested in me, then okay, as a woman, I'll move on. Or B, you can't decide what you want. That's where the passiveness comes from. I don't want to bring race. Okay, well, I am bringing race into this. But then the stereotype that non-Asian guys or white guys tend to get more girls is because when you see how a lot of white guys operate, they just go in and ask. They just make the move. And yes, it can be sleazy a lot of times. But I think with some Asian guys, it's a very long process. So that contributes to how a lot of women especially when we're being fed that in the media when a guy likes you he's going to show up he's going to tell you he's going to bring you flowers he's going to let you know how special he is a lot of times that is the fantasy of it so when guys don't do that then as a woman we're like well time's a ticking then i'm not interested in you either then speaking about race asians in particular and why asian guys in comparison to white guys and obviously we're making a generalization and I don't want a bunch of Asian guys going after me. I, I created an episode about why Asian guys have a chip on their shoulder. There's real reasons why Asian guys have issues with being more assertive. And this goes into the history. And if you want to listen to that episode, I forgot what episode it is. But beyond that, we're not going to go into the history, is within each person, whether you're Asian or not, it's really building your own self-confidence. And to be honest, rejection is part of building your confidence. <laughs> Accepting rejection it's like a job interview. It would be awesome if I could just at age 18 or 20, 22, 21, when you graduate college or high school, whenever you're looking for your first job to go in and land my job. Life would be perfect. Life would be great. But I would say probably 90%, even more, most people don't get their first job. Rejection is part of the learning process. In the next interview, you come more prepared. Same goes for dating. 
So for guys or for even women who get rejected, it's okay to be rejected. People take it so personal because it is mm. personal, but you have to remove yourself a little bit from it because it's not all about you. When someone rejects you, it feels like it's all about you, but sometimes there's a lot more factors or variables that come into play. Yes, maybe it is just you're a nice guy, but it's okay if you're just a nice guy. Learn from it. How people perceive me, that's one thing, but who I actually am is another. If people keep perceiving me as just a nice guy, that's okay. If I know who I am inside and I know the value I bring to a relationship, eventually if I get rejected five, six times, who, who knows, right? Somebody will see my worth because that's who I am. And I think that's the crux of why men try to be something they're not because they're just trying to win the game. But it's not a game of winning. It's just building your self-confidence up. I don't know for women if that's something they have to deal with. I guess it's, it's a little different for, for women when it comes to rejection. <laughs> but for men, I think that's the part where it, it's good to define that rejection is part of building who you are and your self-confidence. And don't let a rejection completely debilitate you or cripple you because it's a learning process. Yeah, absolutely. Doing a lot of inner work, I can understand why that rejection, because if you just say rejection, not even in a romantic sense, but rejection that we have all felt growing up, whether it was from friendships or sometimes even our own parents feeling rejected in so many different ways, that can get triggered through an experience like this as we get older. So getting rejected when you are being vulnerable and putting your heart on the line can trigger that inner wound of that rejection that you've felt growing up. So I can see why then the result of a lot of nice guy getting rejected, they get super upset, they get super mad, and it's almost like they're throwing a tantrum because they yeah. didn't get what they wanted. And that's the part of the entitlement that we're talking about, where in that narrative, what you just said about men wanting to win, here, this is why from a woman's perspective, and especially a, that woman who just also told you, she feels bad. She doesn't want to reject yeah. you. She cherishes you as a friend. So yeah. the last thing she wants to do is hurt you. I'm not saying like, oh, okay, since you get to be the one rejected, oh, now you're the victim. No, I'm just trying to explain that perspective from her. She's not doing this intentionally. But when guys come in that sense of, well, just wanting to win, like she is essentially the prize. Mm -hmm. You see how as a woman, we're like an accessory. We're like your plaything. Yes. And especially when we bring in the whole like putting her on a pedestal. It's like, do you even know her? And are mm -hmm. you hearing her when she's telling you how she's feeling? Even though, yes, you were the one getting rejected, but you're so focused on your inner dialogue and the narrative inside your head like, oh, wow, see, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm so nice. Nice guys finish last. And fine, do I have to be an asshole? If you didn't get the girl because you're a nice guy, then okay, the only other strategy is to go to the other extreme and to be an asshole. Like that's the only two strategies that you know. And it's like, yeah. in all of this, the woman gets lost in how we feel. And we are our own whole human being. Yeah. We're not accessories to men. It's hard for me to say because I understand from both sides. I have an empathy for both sides. But of course, I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there's so much coddling that takes place for men from a woman's mm -hmm. perspective. Men get to lash out and feel entitled and do all these things. And as a woman, we get labeled the bitch afterwards. Because I'm sorry, we couldn't magically feel attracted to you just simply because you were nice. Why is yep. nice the only 
quality that we should be judging you on on whether you should be an ideal partner for me or not. What I think as a woman, what I'm looking for a partner doesn't matter in this game of yours. And none of that is heard or there's as much importance to that, which is why the nice guy complex is even a thing. Let's say there's shorts, there's movies, there's songs written about it. All the while, the narrative is she took advantage of him. She knew that he was nice. That's all women who reject nice guys. And all you want is an asshole. You're not allowing us as women to be complex human beings to decide for ourselves what is it that we want and what is it that we're attracted to. And through that, speaking to women and to men is very clear to us that this is why you're not a nice guy. You're proving to me exactly why I don't want to date you, let alone even be your friend now, you know? Yeah, you brought up so many good points. And I think that's what's been lost, as you said, the woman's perspective on it, that there's so many levels to it. First, it's respect. And that comes with men not feeling entitled. And the nice guy story, as it currently is constituted, is about entitlement. Your vulnerability for men, because people see when men are being vulnerable as rare, Mm -hmm. right? So when they finally work themselves up to be vulnerable, to take that leap, and they get rejected, he should be entitled to what he wants, which is the girl. He is not entitled to anything. Being vulnerable is great. But just because you're vulnerable doesn't mean you're entitled to anything. Mm-hmm. I commend anybody yeah, who's vulnerable. Absolutely. And that's a process in growth, but has nothing to do with what someone else owes you, l- let alone a woman in this scenario where you finally say, hey, are you open to dating me? And she's like, oh, I don't see you in that way. Great. You, you did a good job in being vulnerable and do that next time. Maybe you can do it quicker or maybe you can improve on certain qualities in yourself. But once you start thinking hey, you know what? She owes me this. You don't respect her anymore. That's that's the key thing. And if you don't respect somebody, even if you get into the relationship, it'll never be a good relationship because it's always based on getting something for yourself. There's no equalness to it. And I think that's the part where a lot of men don't understand. They're just like, what, what are you talking about? I'm such a nice guy. I can do all these things for you. It's not about that, dude. It's not about what you can do. It's about whether... The other person wants, sees you in that way or not. And you got to respect it either way. If she doesn't, she doesn't. Yeah. And we don't want to take away at all how hard it is for people who confess their feelings, are vulnerable, mm-hmm. put their feelings out on the line. That is super hard and encouraged. If you want true intimacy with anyone, vulnerability is required. I think this is why it's so important for men and women but especially men because you guys haven't been given the safe space to be able to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. to develop this muscle because essentially that's what you guys are looking for and there's a disconnect from being able to express that and communicate that and the other person being able to receive it in that way so i think that's why practicing slowly out of the shell and that also means listening to actually listen versus assuming and inputting what you think other people how they're judging you or thinking about you versus actually asking and then expressing how you really feel and having actual dialogue around it so to just bring it all back to vulnerability why that's important what is there to gain from a man's perspective of not being a tick you know or not being an asshole Mm -hmm. um or being vulnerable and sharing your feelings i'll tell you this that's exactly what the woman as your friend really loved about you as a friend i know you're thinking like well what about in a romantic sense well i'll tell you that that 
is a great foundation to build off of. So if you were truly vulnerable with her during your guys' friendship before you confessed, that's exactly what she really liked about you. So if you continue to understand that from a genuine place for yourself, not because you want to get the girl, that's why you're trying to be vulnerable, do it for you. Then I will tell you the right girl who is mature enough the girl that you actually want, not the one that's in your head that you want to project onto the girl that's right in front of you. The girl that you actually want will totally receive that, cherish that, and want to be with that without question. A lot of it is timing. So perhaps the girl that you're getting rejected from, it's just a sign. It's just something that you both of you have to go through in order to learn for yourself too, to appreciate the qualities about you if you're coming from a genuine place. Now, if you're putting on a mask or you're trying to upplay certain things for strategy, it's hard for you to decipher who you really are. I think that's where the self-blame, the self-hatred comes from internally because, well, I did this. Why don't you like me? I can get that because you put so much effort into it. But if it's genuinely you, then there's an easier transition to be, well, I know it can still feel personal, but then there's a part of you that's, well, at least that's just genuinely me. And if you don't like me for that, then you're not the one for me. That's the part about rejection for men and women, for anyone to take in, where we all project all our stuff onto each other. Who I think Jack is, who Jack thinks I am through his lens, through my lens. That's all the process of unlearning that. We think so much of who we see someone is how everyone sees that. It's not true. It's because it's through our own lens, our own individual lived experiences, our own insecurities, pains, all of that, that we project onto other people. And we don't even know that we're doing it. So when nice guys project all of this anger and pain through the act of rejection, a lot of it is just purely through his lens. And you're not really seeing and hearing the woman. And just like Jack said, it's... It's hard to take that feedback, but that's feedback that can be really valuable to you for your own growth as a person, how to be a better partner, better mate, what are women actually looking for, and vice versa in who she is presenting herself to be. It's a reflection of her, how she handles it, what she is thinking. If she's saying, well, yeah, I think he's not cool. I don't think he's edgy enough and all these things. You can decipher for yourself, does that even resonate with you? Do you want to be edgier? Well, what does edgier even mean? You want to be cooler? What does that even mean? Do you want to be with a woman who actually values like, no, he has to be cool. How old are we? Are we in high school? So you get to decide for yourself, what type of man do you want to be and show up as that? It's a difficult trap for a lot of, I think when you're younger or age doesn't have to do anything. I think when you're stuck in that mindset that you're saying, it's the projection of whether it's from society, from media, you're stuck in this box where you think, all right, I need to be this kind of guy or I need to be this kind of girl to get what I want, which is this type of person, whether it's based on looks or status or whatever, or desirability, where she's put on a pedestal. And that's the part where you get trapped, where you lose yourself in that, where you don't know what the actual character and the qualities that you really do value. It has to start with yourself first. You got to work on those things yourself before looking for it in somebody else in a superficial way even, as you were saying, projecting. A lot of it is projection. Oh, she's like this. I'm putting her on a pedestal. But the reality is you, you probably need to get to know her more and more and get to know yourself to even make that assessment of who she is or if you are even have the attributes and qualities that really can build a great relationship. But 
most of the time people are looking in a superficial way yeah when i was younger i did i was looking at things in a superficial way where the guys i'm with i was like oh dude she's so pretty man i wish i could wish i could date her so i was like oh yeah i, I wish i could date her too so what kind of guy do i need to be yeah. to date a girl mm-hmm. like that and boom right away all my guy friends were like yeah man she's probably hard to get so you probably need to treat her like an asshole i didn't even understand what that meant when i was i don't know 18 19 even younger when that kind of logic started permeating in my head mm-hmm. that okay i gotta be an asshole to win this girl yeah, yeah you gotta make her earn it you gotta get her to want your validation it, it always kind of rubbed me the wrong way to be honest and i know a lot of my friends they go on that path they were nice guys and then during their college years they're like you know what i gotta turn the script yeah i gotta be the other guy the guy that i've never been to get the girl and it's so weird to see those guys who are nice guys all of a sudden turn into assholes and that that's part of the reason why i wanted to do this episode with you to get a woman's perspective and also really talk about the deeper aspects of this struggle that a lot of younger people or just people in general go through a lot of men go through i think it's important to listen to the woman's perspective because that's always been lost i think a lot of men don't focus on that they're just projecting what they feel like they need to be to be a man (laughs) and women like this kind of man and that's the part where if we keep thinking like that you're always going to be angry you're always going to feel rejected because you're never going to be that man at the end it's all superficial it's all facade you're actually not that person if you do become that person you probably put on the best costume or best mask ever because you've been working your whole life to be like that's what's going to get me validation that's what's going to get me that hot girl so what when you get the hot girl it's going to go away. All that stuff is going to come down in the future like because your relationship was never meaningful. That's the stuff that I think I've tried to work really hard to figure out for myself because I was stuck in that too. I always thought, oh man, Christine, if she's not going to date me and she's going to label me as the nice guy, that's just another story in my life of somebody just thinking I'm just the nice guy. I, I could have chose that path easily, just gotten more angry and even been angry at you to be like, oh gosh, she thinks she's going to ruin me? what the hell is she thinking but you make that choice quickly that hey you know she's a person she can make a decision that that's best for herself and if she doesn't want to date me that's okay if she thinks i'm a nice guy just too nice of a guy that's okay yeah yeah i think it's playing that out where let's say fine you change her mind she does date you it's never going to be enough because you want to convince her that, well, see, all the things that you thought about me as a nice guy, I can be all these other things too. It'll be great. It'll be fantastic. But if she's not in that mental space to accept that and see that, in her head, it's like settling. So if she is in that mindset of, I want to date a cooler guy, all these other attributes mm-hmm. in a guy, you were o- you will always have to put on this mask in order yeah. to keep this relationship going. And she also will be stunted in her own growth because she's chasing that validation too. I did an episode with Regina about this, about dating assholes on Perfectly mm-hmm. Imperfect. I was that girl too, where I was looking for validation from the asshole and I mm-hmm. wanted to be that girl. So I was putting on a mask in order to be that because I wanted to be something special. And being with someone like that made me in my head special. And do you see how I was doing that? That asshole wasn't even a person to me either. You know what I mean? I was putting all these traits that I thought he would be or is and all these assumptions. So therefore, if we got together, oh my God, look at us. We'll be like the cool, edgy couple that does all these things, right? But in reality, 
that's not what it is because I was refusing to see actual reality and why they call them assholes, you know? So I think a lot of it is recognizing the fantasy that we've been fed and then doing a lot of the introspection. What is it that you actually want? And you're entitled to that. You as a person are entitled to get to know yourself and what actually matters to you, which is why I think this nice guy complex and narrative, I would say a lot of it is in our youth because we haven't had the experience yet to really understand what is it that we want or know ourselves as people. So we just go off of, oh, chemistry. Oh, because she's funny, Mm. because he makes me laugh, because she's pretty, because he's cute. But as you start dating and you really get into relationships, you're like, ooh, that stuff fades away just like that. You know, that's not long lasting at all. And when you really get to know the person in the relationship, you're like, dude, yeah, it's not working. What I would end on for women is, and if you want to know more, Regina and I have made episodes about this. So, um, but for women, Mm -hmm. I would say it's totally fine, totally okay. It's not your fault if you don't feel the same way. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's like you're right. You should feel whatever you want to feel. Be honest, but also be cautious. There's a reason why women have a hard time articulating the word no. Because mm. women get assaulted and killed over saying no. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we've been told our entire lives to be careful around men, to be careful around boys, you know? Mm. And it's true. We see that all the time. It's happened to me too. So be careful. And I, I hate that we have to say that, but that is the reality that we live in. If you don't feel safe, then have a friend be there with you if you are rejecting them or don't meet with them in person. And I also just ending on give the guy space. You know, after you reject him and he's like, I can't, he's hurting right now. That's valid. And I think respect his space, let him decompress. And if he's not at a place to be able to be your friend, then respect it. Let it go. Just like you want him to respect your decision on saying no, then try your best to respect his space when he's asking for it after. And yeah, I mean, I think that just says a lot about your guys' friendship in the first place, right? For a lot of women, it does suck. A lot of times we feel like we're losing our best friend and it does feel that way. But if he's acting that way, then you got really got to question how genuine that friendship really was in the first place. And for guys, I hear you. I see you. Rejection is tough. Mm -hmm. I know that putting yourselves out on the line again and again and again and getting rejected again and again and again i get where this comes from and this is the reason why a lot of women do not make moves because they're afraid of rejection themselves i also want to say to a lot of men out there that feel this way that women are confused a lot too we're not perfect we're not best at articulating things either so really putting together the difference of how you're putting her on a pedestal and what she's saying to you. Because I know a lot of times a lot of guys are like, well, I confess and she's like, I don't feel that way, but I can I be friends. And then she's like giving you mixed messages mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's I know that happens and that's not cool. But yeah, mm-hmm. of course, women were not perfect. And sometimes she may be trying to figure out her feelings as well. Maybe she's trying mm-hmm. to think about, can this work? And there's a part of her that's saying maybe it can and other, a big part of her that's saying it can't. So... 
I know the last thing a lot of women want to do is to give false hope because we already are that girl, right? For rejecting the guy that we let you on. So the last thing we want to do is give you false hope, but then we also want a friendship. So yeah, I know there's a lot of mixed feelings that we don't execute it perfectly. Mm. And also, last thing too, mm. men, how you guys speak to each other in your guys' friend group <laughs> is exactly mm-hmm. where this stuff starts. Mm-hmm. Go back to Trump when he says, oh, it's just locker room talk, like it's nothing. That is exactly what bleeds into our society Mm -hmm. and the boys will be boys type of talk it just grows and manifests Mm -hmm. into allowing misogyny to take place allowing women to be seen as less than as objects we don't care women are crazy so when you hear friends in your group talk about how oh man she's just crazy or like she just totally let him on and she's such a bitch and all of that that's not cool that is not okay she's a human being respect her as such and honestly, yes, the golden rule is if you're not okay with someone talking about your mom or your sister or it's just women in your life that way, then don't talk about other women that way. That's just not cool. Shut it down. I know it's uncomfortable to be that guy in the guy group to say that, but this is exactly where this stuff gets perpetuated and women, they don't feel safe mm-hmm. because it, it starts with that seed and it keeps going with that seed. So you guys have the power as allies to stop this behavior because unfortunately when women say it we're emotional we're making a big deal out of it we're being too sensitive and we are not hurt because of this exact thing mm-hmm. that i'm talking about mm-hmm. but when men say it to other men then that's different yeah. and it fucking sucks but that is the reality so ending on that note yeah. <laughs> yeah that's really important to absorb the the quote-unquote locker room talk that a lot of men partake in and to elaborate a little bit more on that it's, it is very important for men to change that kind of culture because it is objectifying women. And when you start to objectify someone, you take away their humanity. You, you start to treat them not like a human, which is why you can get angry. You can do things that you probably normally wouldn't do if that was your sister or your mom or somebody who you obviously are going to see in the light of a human being, somebody of great value mm-hmm. to you. And that's the part where amongst guys, when it's about winning, when it's about getting a girl, it becomes less about the actual person, but more about obtaining entitlement, you know, trying to win the championship, essentially. And it is important to make that distinction in dating specifically, because it it comes down really to character. For example, I've been described as a nice guy. Everyone describes me as a nice guy. And whether it drives me crazy or... Sometimes you're like, dude, Jack's not that nice because I definitely have my issues in life too. I'm not, I'm not the nicest guy all the time, but the perception is I'm nice. When the day comes that I've worked on myself, my confidence, my character, that it actually matches what people actually think of me because I've been working on it. That's actually the truest honor that I can have for myself because, for example, let's say Ashley, the last episode, she's always like, oh, Jack, you're the nicest. You're a good guy. That's actually what I want people to think of me because she's my friend. She sees how I carry myself in life and how I communicate in a relationship with you, for example, Christine, and how I communicate with her, how I communicate to other men, how I communicate to other women. That's what I'm trying to really grow in my life. And that's defeating locker room talk. That's really speaking up when there needs to be speaking up on a topic or certain things that Yeah, whether it's about equality or social injustice or this issue we're talking about, that's very important. And 
vulnerability, understanding rejection is all a growth in self-confidence. If you don't invest in that, then you're always going to be stuck in this nice guy complex where you can let somebody else define you because it's the world trying to define who you should be. But the reality is you should try to grow into somebody that you're proud of. We have tons of friends in life where they're seen as the nice guy and they have trouble in dating. It's really, really difficult, especially for guys, because yeah, you're on the app, you're, you're, you're swiping, I forgot, left or right. I'm not, obviously I'm too old to, to know that at the end of the day, they get rejected a lot. But we actually know a lot of friends who are really good people that at the end, they got rejected so many times, but they have the most beautiful relationship now because they found somebody who values them completely yeah. for who they are. And man, th these are amazing relationships. And I'm like, wow, that's something, the nice guy, that's what the result will be when you aren't an asshole, when you don't seek to be an asshole because you think that's what's gonna get you the girl or you seek entitlement because that's what you think you're gonna deserve. And that's kind of the story that I feel like of the nice guy and kind of wraps up the nice guy <laughs> complex topic for me is just really humble yourself and work on the things that you feel like will grow your self-esteem and self-confidence in a natural organic way and that's really getting to know yourself being more vulnerable speaking about issues need to the woman's perspective really opening your mind to it trust me it will grow your perspective by leaps and bounds I feel like I've only in the last couple of years really opened my mind to it and you've been a huge, huge influence in my life in that way. And I can't believe for so long I've been so close-minded. And I know why I'm, I have been. Because there's a lot of things, the people that I'm with, the guys that I hang out with, or let's say the media narratives, they're not really painting the full perspective. And I just want to change that. I know this episode started... <laughs> with talking about nice guys but that's what's really important to me is really understanding the other side of the story and not just when the nice guy gets rejected it's what happens for the woman when she's processing things when she feels uncomfortable when she's put to the task of responding to a guy that's getting angry at her when she's done nothing wrong and i get it there are situations as you said where sometimes the girl does take advantage but that's not what we're talking about now. If we make that example every time a guy gets rejected, well, sometimes girls, you know, take advantage of guys, then yeah, you're scapegoating. You're, you're not focusing on the actual reality. Sure, there's always going to be a but, <laughs> but let's not focus on that. Let's focus on the actual problem that a lot of men struggle with. And I know, I know for a fact that men can grow from that of getting categorized as a nice guy or pigeonholed into the nice guy you can grow out of it and you can grow meaningful relationships romantic or intimate friendships and trust me it'll be very fruitful so that's kind of my end spiel <laughs> yeah yeah i also want to say this very last thing which is encourage men and women but men in this case that being a nice or let's not say nice guys just say just being a good mm -hmm. human being mm -hmm. a kind human includes being one to yourself yeah. and that includes being kind and good to all the parts of you that you're running away from and that you feel you should be ashamed of or that you should hide mm -hmm. that's what we're really talking about yeah. it does come with that how you talk to yourself how you think about yourself and those are the things we're all working on and i know jack will ask me this but 
if anyone wants to connect and talk because like then people are like well how do i what do i do about it right mental health is a huge part mm-hmm. i know i'm an endless record on this but mental health that's that's actually what's helped me that's what's helped jack mm-hmm. when you're talking about vulnerability it's getting in touch with yourself first and how do you do that if you don't know how there's plenty of books reach out to me that's what i do as a life coach i actually coach a lot of men on exactly what we're talking about today and women who are like ashley who are asking well how do i connect with my man or my or the men in my life too so if you're interested in that there's therapies obviously always a great place for that to happen so i highly encourage you if you're listening to this podcast and these episodes i think that says something about what your inner self is looking for and deeper meaning and getting a deeper understanding of yourself getting some real clarity so just want to encourage you that yeah yeah do it (laughs) do it it's only going to make you a better person for not only yourself but for the people around you yeah thanks for putting it wrapping it up in a very eloquent way yeah you're a life coach and people can find you on www.xoxochristine.com right for life coaching services and really if if you do need help whether it's mental health or, or getting through these growth spurts that are difficult I mean, this podcast is about that. And for me, it's it's a journey of growth too. This podcast is is me understanding better about myself and in relation to other people, whether it's you or any of the guests that I bring on and also the people that listen to this. I, I don't have it figured out. I'm still a nice guy trying to figure things out. And I have my moments too. I'm not perfect. So it's okay to be patient. It's okay to lean into the process and be vulnerable and if you want to reach out to Christine or reach out to me or reach out to anybody, I, I sincerely hope you do yeah just to have a conversation i know some people are like oh i don't know if i want yeah. a life coach well just reach out i mean that's what i do and i also have on mm. facebook asian soul care where it's a community for people to get to know each other better build genuine friendships be vulnerable practice exactly what we're talking about so you can check that out through yeah. i'm sure jack will link it down below but my instagram is xoxo christine chen and yeah you can connect with me and we can talk more get to know you really get to know yeah, you link, hear yourself I'll, I'll link all that stuff below and you can obviously follow this podcast at right in the fields podcast on ig and i have an email right in the fields pod at gmail.com so you can email me anything and email email <laughs> exactly <laughs> thank you christine for coming on even though i made you do it on our anniversary but it's more fitting that way right two years two year engagement anniversary yeah we're gonna be one of those couples we're gonna be like 80 and then then we're gonna get married that's okay that's fine by me (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you for having me on it i love being on right in the fields and are you when are you showcasing the gift i got you soon soon we'll we'll leave that as a teaser i I will do it soon i was actually waiting for an episode for you to be on to do it so way to spoil it um this uh this is that episode (laughs) well i hope this episode finds you well and i'll speak to you guys next week bye-bye bye-bye 再见。Ciao. Adios. Ciao, Bella.